As if by magic, my weekly market review, October 16th, 2022. The market spent the first three days of last week just shifting about in a bumpy, lethargic, generally downward trending trading pattern, simply waiting it out for the main event in the form of the Consumer Price Index inflation number release due on Thursday morning. There was certainly no sign that the buyers from the week before were looking to capitalize on their brief success and take any kind of control. Even when the starter course arrived on Wednesday in the form of a slightly hotter than expected measure of wholesale inflation, the producer price index, PPI, there was little reaction in advance of CPI, the main course. PPI climbed 0.4% in September after a 0.2% decline in August. Compared to a year earlier, the index was up 8.5%, down from 8.7% the previous month. As energy prices eased, the core number, which excludes food, energy, and trade services, rose 0.4% month on month, but this was largely in line with expectations. The reaction to the CPI release when it did come out the next day before the market opened, was quite extraordinary and ultimately baffling. Month-to-month inflation from August to September rose by 0.4%, twice as quickly as expected 0.2% pace. Compared to a year ago, prices were up 8.2%. Last month, that figure was 8.3%. Core inflation, which strips out food and energy costs, rose 0.6% in a month in September, unchanged from August. The core measure is now up 6.6% from a year ago, and that's the highest since Joan Jett shared with us that she loved rock and roll back in 1982. The Fed is desperately trying to get inflation under control, but you wouldn't know it from looking at those numbers. While energy prices are falling hard, inflation in services, shelter, and transportation is still running seriously hot. And even the notoriously free-spending American consumer is going to be facing some very hard choices as we head into the winter and holiday season. Sometimes the stock and bond markets do exactly what you expect them to. And this was the case when the opening bell rang on the stock exchange an hour after the release of the CPI data. Interest rates skyrocketed, with the 10-year Treasury soaring above 4.07 at one point, territory not seen since 2008. Stocks swiftly crumbled to new 2022 lows again and well beyond. Within a couple of minutes of the open, the S&P 500 had dived over 2.5%, and the NASDAQ was down by more than 3%. Things looked downright apocalyptic. And then the strangest thing happened. As if by magic, suddenly everything turned around for no apparent reason. By 11.15 a.m., all the day's losses had been extinguished, and things just carried on higher and higher, with both indexes ending the day well over 2% up from Wednesday's close, having round-tripped 5% intraday. The last time the stock market bounced back that far from an intraday decline of that size was in August 2011. Finding a sensible reason for the abrupt turnaround, however, proved surprisingly tricky. 
All I could find were some rather unconvincing explanations like things have been miserable for a while and we were due for a bounce. If the indexes had finished lower on Thursday, they would have logged their longest losing streak since February 2020. Rent inflation may not be as bad as the CPI report showed. Rents are factored into CPI on a lagging basis, meaning that the trend for shelter inflation might not actually be as awful as it appeared in the CPI report, since rent costs appear, anecdotally at least, to be moderating in real time. Inflation remained high, but no one was expecting it to be low. If inflation causes the Fed to tighten monetary policy too much, it would eventually correct course by loosening monetary policy again. That would, in theory, be good news for stocks. This one I found to be particularly absurd. A technical bounce on the charts. The initial price falls first thing in the morning, hit some kind of ancient trend line drawn on some chart going back years, and the market has a long memory. Those all seem like poking around to find pennies in a fresh pile of cow dung to me, retrofitting some silver, tiny silver lining to a very large cloud. I couldn't find a single compelling reason given for the exceptional price spike, and believe me, I looked. So while the champagne corks were popping on the New York Exchange and giddy talk abounded that we had finally found the bottom, a good number of us were just scratching our heads, asking, what the fuck did I just see and why? It took just 24 hours for this latest false start to be exposed as a sham built on nothing. By the end of yet another ugly Friday, both the S&P 500 and the NASDAQ had had yet another losing week. Beyond the CPI number, other factors also weighed on stocks last week. A number of Chinese cities moved to reimpose COVID lockdowns, but the main external culprit was across the pond. Renewed turmoil in the UK government bond and currency market reached a crescendo on Friday after the Bank of England refused to extend its program of stabilisation through market intervention, and British Finance Minister Kwarteng was summoned home early from Washington, D.C., where he was meeting with his counterparts from around the world, only to be fired by a text from Prime Minister Liz Truss as soon as his plane landed, triggering a full-blown political crisis to add to the financial chaos. The global markets, the United Nations, the International Monetary Fund, most of Britain's leading economists, the bulk of Truss's own rebelling party, and the vast majority of the UK electorate had all already expressed varying degrees of despair and or anger at the bizarro world plan of apparently unfunded massive tax cuts announced by Kwarteng that now apparently threatens the financial stability of the fifth largest economy in the world. And a blood sacrifice was required. The smart money has trust gone by Christmas.